Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hi, everyone. You're listening to the Lazy Genius Podcast. I'm Kendra Adachi, and I'm here to help you be a genius about the things that matter and lazy about the things that don't. Y'all, we're about to spend an entire episode talking about Thanksgiving turkey, or just turkey, if you, you know, periodically cook a 10-pound bird when it's not Thanksgiving. I shared a recipe years ago on my absolute favorite turkey recipe, and I still stand by that recipe. Um, I could just link to it. I mean, I will link to it, but I could just link to it and say goodbye. But I want to talk through the recipe a little bit because sometimes we need a voice telling us we're doing okay, especially when we're dealing with like a giant dead bird and hungry, mildly judgmental family members. Real quick, before we get into turkey talk, I wanted to give you a heads up that I'm putting together a gift guide for the holidays. It only has stuff that I actually use in my house. So because of the makeup of my family and what our interests are, it's not going to cover every age and category, but I personally rather give you tested items than guess on things that I don't like already use. In case you're like ahead of the game in uh, gift buying, but also feel a little stuck on what to get people, you can just look for that gift guide on the lazygeniuscollective.com before the end of November. I'm shooting for before Thanksgiving, but I make no promises. Still, I wanted you to know it was coming in case you'd like a little lazy genius gift help. Okay, let's talk about your turkey. If you live in the U.S., you likely celebrate Thanksgiving, but I know that there are a lot of listeners from the U.K. and Australia and other countries that don't celebrate Thanksgiving or Christmas or any of the traditionally turkey-driven holidays. Obviously, this episode is about cooking a big celebration turkey, and you can use any occasion to make it. However, because it is November and we are two weeks away from eating turkey for Thanksgiving, I'm going to likely use that holiday is my frame of reference as we talk, just FYI. Okay. So the first question to ask when serving turkey is how big of a bird do you need? You'll see charts and turkey math suggestions on the internet, um, anywhere from one to one and a half pounds per person. Now remember, those suggestions count the bones and everything that comes wrapped up in plastic from the store. I remember once trying to subtract like how much the bones might weigh, to get the turkey math right. So I'm just telling you in case you get stuck on that like I have, the turkey math poundage is based on the entire bird that you buy. I think you want at least a pound per person, for sure at least, and one and a half if you would like some leftovers. Maybe you land somewhere in the middle, in the one and a quarter pound per person range. Now if you have kids who don't eat as much, you could count them as a pound and adults as one and a quarter or one and a half, you know. The recipe I'm gonna share with you is based on a 10 pound turkey 
which is likely a great size for about eight people. Now, what if you're feeding more than eight? What if you're feeding 16 people? You could cook a 20 pound turkey, which is the right turkey math for one and a quarter pounds per person. And it would work fine. I will say though, just a heads up, that smaller turkeys tend to not overcook as much just because they have a higher ratio of bone and skin to the meat underneath. They stay juicier in in general. Now, if you want to cook two smaller turkeys, work that out with your oven and the other foods that need to be cooked. Basically, when it comes to feeding the people, one and a quarter pounds per person is a really great simple place to land. And then once you know the number of pounds you need, you can decide if you can make that happen with one turkey or if you'll cook two. Your call, either call is great. Trust your gut on that. It's all going to be fine. Next up, you get to decide the source of your turkey. Do you get a butterball, a free range turkey, an organic turkey? You get to choose based on what matters to you. Now, the quick difference in free range and organic. Free range turkeys are allowed to roam free. Their, their range is, is free. The way that they're housed and like taken care of or whatever, it's generally more humane than turkeys that are like literally cooped up all, to, all the time in a coop. Organic turkeys aren't necessarily free range. Um, sometimes they are, but the certification for organic is different. And um, it usually means the turkeys were fed organic food. They're not injected with any sort of like hormones or antibiotics, that kind of thing. It's regulated. But for instance, if you have a local farmer who sells turkeys, that turkey could technically be an organic turkey and how it was fed and raised and could likely be free range as well. But the farmer might not have gone through the certification process to be able to claim that name. So anyway, so with the different kinds, it's not necessarily complicated. It's just things to consider. So if the treatment of the turkey is important to you, be prepared to pay significantly more for your turkey. I'm talking significantly more. A store-bought like butterball turkey could be anywhere from a dollar to $3 a pound. So a 10-pound turkey would cost 10 to $30. An organic turkey probably costs closer to 5 to $8 a pound, which makes a 10-pound turkey cost 50 to $80. So 10 to 30 versus 50 to 80. So it's significant. And that's just enough turkey to feed eight people. You know, if you're feeding more than that, that's a lot. Now, for some of you, it's absolutely worth it. A lot of folks think that um, organic free range turkeys taste better. And I do agree that there is a great depth of flavor in the meat for sure. Store-bought turkeys are generally fattier because the muscles of the actual turkeys weren't used as often, which is sad to think about. But it also might not be as much of a priority for you or something that you just can't fit into your budget. So I think store-bought turkeys um, tend to naturally be a bit juicier just because they have more fat to help that along, but they might not have as deep of a, an actual flavor. The point is, you can't really go wrong. Just choose what matters to you and pick the right turkey for that. Okay, so you have chosen the size of the bird, what kind you're going to get. Now let's talk about when to buy it. Now, most people buy a frozen turkey. Don't assume that that turkey will thaw in the fridge overnight like a pack of chicken would, because it will not. <laughs> remember uh, remember the episode of New Girl where she cooks a turkey for the guys and she buys a frozen bird on Thanksgiving? They end up putting it in the dryer to get it thaw, right? It's just not the best look. Here is your defrosting math. Every pound of turkey needs eight hours in the fridge. 
one pound, eight hours. Now that's not like a sciencey thing, you know, but if you have a 10 pound turkey, it'll likely take around 80 hours or about three days to fully thaw in the fridge. A 20 pound turkey, double that. You're looking at six days for sure. And that's just not something that we really think is real. <laughs> you know, like a turkey's going to take a week to thaw. It's really weird. Um, and you definitely, but here's the thing, you definitely want to thaw the turkey in the fridge and not on the counter because it's just too big of a bird. The outside will be exposed to uh, like a warmer temperature in your house. It could easily breed bacteria while the inside is still solid as ice, like it's actual ice. So thaw the turkey in the fridge for about eight hours per pound of bird. And for my perfect Thanksgiving turkey recipe, which we're about to go through, you'll need a thawed bird the day before you want to eat your turkey. So if you need to eat a 10 pound bird on, on a Thursday, on Thanksgiving, it'll need to be thawed on Wednesday, which means it will need to be put in the fridge to thaw on Sunday. Just back it up. Now, if you buy a fresh turkey, this conversation doesn't matter. Um, but most turkeys are sold frozen. So there you go. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you by Rosetta Stone. Last year, Kaz and I went to Italy and holy moly, what a trip. The museums, the food, the culture. At least once a week, I still think about the gelato. One thing that would have been nice, though, is to know actual Italian. We used translation apps and we made it work, but I love that I can start learning new languages for future trips now with Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program with 25 languages to choose from. I can learn on the go with downloadable offline lessons in the app or at my desktop. My favorite feature, though, is true accent, which gives me feedback on how well I'm pronouncing words as I'm learning them. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Lazy Genius podcast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com genius. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com genius today. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. This episode is sponsored by Wayfair. I love being home, especially now that my home reflects my style. No matter your style, Wayfair is your go-to destination for home decor. The Waberhood exists in every zip code because Wayfair helps everyone create a home they love and makes it easy with fast and free shipping. We just hung the Sabine metal curved oval mirror in our dining room, and it's like the room took a deep breath and suddenly feels like itself. To find your own happy place in the Waberhood, just visit Wayfair on their website or through the Wayfair mobile app. Wayfair, every style, every home. All right, so here's my tip on thawing your bird. 
leave the turkey in the wrapping during the thawing. Um, it just kind of keeps it cleaner, whatever. And then line a, um, a sheet pan that's big enough to hold your turkey. Line it with foil to catch any, you know, potential leaks, gross things. And then put that turkey on the pan. Um, put it on the pan with the breast side up, which is how it looks when it's like pretty on a platter and ready to be carved, you know. Um, so the turkey in the wrapping on a lined sheet pan. Keep that in the fridge and you will not have a messy bird catastrophe on your hands. So that's how you thaw it for however many days it needs to be in the fridge. Okay, next up, you have the right size thawed bird. Now we get to the good stuff. It is time to make the turkey taste amazing with very little effort, truly. So we hear a lot about like brining and all kinds of things to keep the turkey moist and tasty. But like finding a tub big enough to fit in a giant turkey submerged in salt water, it feels very intimidating, at least to me. And then like, what do you do with all the salty turkey water after? I don't know. It's just, it's just a lot. So, um, but here's the thing. The concept of brining is important. The whole goal of, of brining is not really the water, but the salt and the seasonings in the water. You're trying to get salt into the flesh of the turkey as deeply and as much as possible. The salt, it does make the turkey taste good. 100%. But it also breaks down the muscle tissue and it tenderizes it. That's what salt does. Um, the same is true of chicken. If you can salt your chicken a day ahead, even if it's just like for stir fry or something, do it. The difference is something else. So we are going to get salt into the meat of the bird a solid 12 to 24 hours before it's cooked, just like with a brine. How are we going to do that? We are not going to do that with water. We're going to do it with butter. Yes, ma'am. Um, by the way, in case you missed my saying this before, this recipe is on my site and I will put a link in the show notes. So you don't need to like write down amounts or anything, but just listen as we talk about like how easy this process is. So you're not intimidated once it's time to make your turkey. Okay. So we need, we need flavor and moisture. The two ways we're going to get that are from a highly seasoned butter that goes on the outside of the turkey and then some like moisture rich foods on the inside. First, the butter. Okay, so the basic idea is we're going to take like the softest, most room temperature butter imaginable, and we are going to season it with salt, pepper, and herbs. Okay, we're going to mix it all together. Then we're going to rub that seasoned butter all over the turkey. Now, it's not actually going to go on top of the turkey, which would be definitely the easy thing, but it's going to go under the skin, under the skin. That is where the magic happens. That is the hardest part of this whole turkey business is like separating the skin. Really, you just have to run your hand um, like up under the skin in the meat and it separates very easily. But that's the only part that feels like uh, a little trickier than just rubbing it on the outside. But I promise you, that is where the magic happens. Um, the seasoning in the butter, along with the butter itself, start to penetrate the meat without having to go through the skin first. That's why you want it under the skin. The salt breaks down the meat, makes it more tender. The salt and the herbs make the meat taste really great. The butter itself adds flavor, moisture, and it will be a big part of getting a golden brown turkey at the end of it all. It is a winning situation and it requires no giant plastic containers of water, right? And if you have any like extra butter after you like rub it under the skin. Um, you've got all the crevices and stuff. You can put some on the outside. It will not hurt it, but focus on uh, under the skin first. Okay. So the second way we're going to add flavor and moisture is to season the cavity or the inside of the turkey so that salt is coming at the meat from 
both sides, right? It's coming from the salty butter on the outside and then from salt actually on the inside. And then we're going to fill the cavity with apples and onions. Both are a little sweet, which is like a nice balance to the earthy herbs that you'll put in the butter. And they're full of water, which means they will break down and keep the inside of the bird from drying out as it cooks. Now you don't eat the apples and onions, um, just throw them away when the turkey's done. Now I know a lot of you are like super opposed to not putting actual stuffing inside your turkey. And while I am not opposed to that either, a breaded stuffing inside your bird is likely why your bird tends to be dry or why you have to get the big bucket of salty water to counteract the drying. Also, you know, some people get weird about like the contamination factor, how the stuffing dries up before the turkey's cooked. Do they reach the right temperature where everything gross is killed? You know, all that kind of stuff. Um, So when I host Thanksgiving, I like a bird on its own and then stuffing or, you know, dressing as some call it in a, like in a dish, in its own dish. And y'all do not sleep on Pepperidge Farm. I love that stuff. Maybe more than like your intricate cornbread situations. I grew up on it. My mother-in-law still uses it, bless her. And I'm not sure I will ever prefer another stuffing to that one, like until my dying day. But moving on, this episode is not about stuffing. It's about turkey. Okay, so we are adding flavor and moisture by covering the meat of the turkey under the skin with a heavily seasoned butter and then putting more salt along with the apples and onions in the cavity to keep it moist from the inside. Once those things are done, which they take like just a couple of minutes, All that's left to do is cook the turkey. On the site, you'll get actual measurements, obviously of butter and herbs and all that. And I also have the steps divided up by what day to do them. Because of that, we'll just shoot through these last couple of steps and you can read it more in detail on the site. So the day before you're going to cook the turkey, the day before, so we'll just, we'll talk about Thanksgiving. You're going to cook it on Thursday, Thanksgiving. So the day before on Wednesday, Wednesday morning, pull out your butter first thing so that it gets nice and soft. And then later in the day, just sometime between lunch and when you go to bed, you'll stir all the seasonings into the soft butter. Um, On the site, in terms of herbs, I mentioned half rosemary and half thyme. That's what I like to use. You can also use a combination of like fennel, sage, even oregano if you wanted. I love the traditional earthy flavor of rosemary and thyme. But whatever you choose, I would recommend choosing at least two herbs, not just one, just so you add some complexity, just makes it taste a little more special. Also regarding the herbs real quick, I typically use dried and that's what's listed in the recipe just because like they're easier to find. You need less of them to get all the flavor uh, because dried herbs are more potent than fresh. Um, and since we're adding a lot of stuff to this butter already, adding fresh herbs, because you need more of them, it does like chunk it up a bit. Now that said, this bird will in no way be harmed by using more butter than is called for. Truly. So if you just love the flavor of fresh rosemary, as you should, and you really want to use fresh, double the measurement called for in the written recipe if you're using fresh. Um, And then you, so like if it's like a teaspoon of dried, use at least two teaspoons of fresh and chop it really fine. I think that's important. And then just add some more butter. You know, like it's not going to hurt it. You also probably want to add another good pinch of salt as well. Just think about the, the ratios of salt and butter. And then as you add your herbs, adjust your salt butter ratios. Okay, so then you will coat the meat under the skin with the seasoned butter. Fill the cavity with salt and apples and onions, you know. And then you're going to cover it with foil. 
and put it back in the fridge overnight. The hours and hours of that salt being able to penetrate the meat is what's important. It's like a brine without the water. So there is some info on the site about how long to cook the turkey, when to know it's done, all that. But really you're looking at about four hours for a 10 pound turkey. I like to do the first three hours covered in foil. Um, it keeps the moisture in, keeps the skin from browning too quickly. And then I take the foil off um, the last hour and just let it fly. And again, the ease of cooking this on Thanksgiving itself is so easy, like because you've already covered it and it's already covered in foil. You really just put it in the oven. It's like that's how Thanksgiving should roll. Now, in case you think this is too simple, that this turkey cannot possibly be as good as I claim, you know, that you need like all these crazy like herb things and compotes and spices and brines and you know, whatever. I will direct your attention to the dozen comments on the post. And I wish I had the even more dozens of emails that I've gotten over the years of people who have made this turkey. In fact, I posted this recipe on my very first food blog, like over a decade ago, which is now removed from the internet, by the way. Um, but that's how long I've depended on this recipe as the best turkey out there. Listen to this comment from Erica. Erica says, dude, I love any comment that starts with that. Dude, I made my first turkey this year and followed your recipe to a T. It was amazingly simple and tasty. My brother-in-law is a phenomenal cook and he said it was perfect. I almost cried. My husband has requested I make this exact recipe every year we host and I have no plans to do otherwise. Thank you for making me look so good. That's so great. Thank you for those words, Erica. And you guys, I mean, for real, this recipe will not let you down. It just won't. I hope that the breakdown has been helpful. Um, I hope you see how easy this is, how not intimidating this has to be. You've got butter and salt. You can do this. I hope you try to make it this Thanksgiving or for any holiday you choose. And if you do, let me know on Instagram, right? Um, I'm at the lazy genius. You can tag me. If you put it in a story, I would really want to see your, your turkeys. Also, thank you for letting me spend an entire podcast episode on how to make a turkey. That is true love right there. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, be a genius about the things that matter and lazy about the things that don't. I'm Kendra, and I'll see you next week. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.